Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of Adventures, Adventures with, with Allison Mean. <laughs> podcast edition. Yes. This is the podcast where two college students talk about the big stuff, like love and the meaning of life. Whoa. And food. And food, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. This is cool and exciting. Let's introduce ourselves. Okay. You can go first. <laughs> oh, I'm going first. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm Alice. Um well we're we're both juniors at UC Berkeley. What's up? Yes. I study data science with a domain emphasis in human behavior and psychology. Cause I love studying people, I guess. <laughs> I am also a theater minor in which I focus on acting. Yay! Yay! I'm Noreen. Uh, I am studying English, and I am minoring in education. So I like reading and literature and analyzing literature and also people, because that's important too. And the connection between the both of them is something that I'm really, really passionate about. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into a small, like, would you rather mini game? Oh, you want to do that first? Sure. Yeah, we can do that first. And then, like, go okay, into... Okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do a would you rather, and then we will go into our main topic for today, which is, like, questions that we've prepared for each other as they get to know you. All right. Do you have questions prepared? Do you want, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Uh, I have five would-you-rathers. Okay. So the first one, would you rather find Atlantis or El Dorado? Atlantis. Yeah, I think Atlantis is pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I don't really know much about El Dorado. (laughs) Like gold. Yeah. Um... It's fine. I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather find Atlantis. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want to go back and forth? You can go next. Okay, we can do that. Um. Okay. So, would you rather learn how to kayak or learn how to snowboard? Assuming that you have not learned any of those two things. I would like to learn to snowboard because I love skiing. Ooh. Maybe nice. I would like kayaking too, and I just don't know anything about it. Fair. Fair. One of my favorite things about being on, like, a ski trip is that, like, when you get to the top of the mountain, it's, like, one of, like, the quietest places that you'll ever be at, just because, like, especially if you're there up alone, mm. you just, like, it's just, it's just so quiet there. It's so different from, like, day-to-day life where it's hard to find, like, complete silence. Because, like, even when you're, like, at home, you have, like, the sound of, like, your fridge running and, like, the air conditioning or whatever. When you're up on the mountain, like, unless there's, like, movement in the sound of snow, mm-hmm. is quiet. Mm. And it's lovely up there. Oh. Um, not gonna lie, I think I'd go for the kayaking. Because <laughs> um, water's cool, and I don't necessarily have to worry about falling in a way. Because, well, because I mean, with snowboarding, you go like down a mountain, right? And with kayaking, you're like on water. So it's like less of a balancing act of like your two feet. And I am not the, I guess I'm, I would say that I'm pretty clumsy. So that, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be fun if I were snowboarding. I'd fall on like my face every other time. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak multiple foreign languages? The second one. Really? I mean, because I, I do. But, because I, I don't, I speak, I guess, four languages technically. So, it's been super cool to do that. And so, I'd like to like, just continue brushing up on that. But animals okay. are cool. But then, like, dogs, right? I really yeah. want to talk to You wouldn't want to be able to talk to doggos? But what if doggos don't like me? 
then that's just sad. Oh, that would be pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Then, but they can show you that they don't like you even if you don't speak their language. Like, if yeah. they, like, bark at you. Yeah, I guess. But then that's, di- that, it's different from, like, showing you and then, like, actually saying it to your face, like, I don't like you. I hate and that'd you. Be oh, no. That'd be kind of sad. <laughs> I know. Even, like, <laughs> if your, like, dog was, like, I hate you. I guess, like, children do that. Hmm. Like, you can have kids and then they'll be like, I hate you, mom. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> Would you rather be a famous actor or a famous singer? This is pretty relevant, I feel like. Why, why, why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, it's a good, it's a good get to know Alice. Would you rather question? Right. Um, I would probably go actor. Okay. I feel like singer. Well, if you're, like, I'm mostly in regards to singing. I'm interested in like classical singing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like when I think famous singer, I think like pop singer. So. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I appreciate it all be, just because of how, like, you get, like, people, like, invested. Like, with with regards to acting, it's, like, you get people invested in the story, and then they reflect on, like, their own lives and their own, like, feelings. Mm. And then with singing, I don't know, it's, like, more of a direct, like, emotional quality because that's just, like, what music does. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I care less about the fame. I care more about, like, the projects themselves. Like, what is it that I'm working on? Mm. And I enjoy doing both. So, yeah. Okay. Next question. Would you rather be loved by everyone's pets or be loved by everyone's kids? Ooh. Wait, but I love kids and pets. <laughs> <laughs> I love little well, kids. Well, you did this to me with your last question, so. Shoot. Okay. Um... Not gonna lie, I think I the first instinct, like gut, like answer for this one would be pets. Pets. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares about humans? <laughs> no, <laughs> but like I think that if the kid, theoretically, if the kid has um, been around this certain pet for a, quite a while, and the pet is very comfortable with me, then there would slowly be a connection with the kid. That is my thought process. Really? I don't know how valid. I don't know how don't valid know. that is. I know how valid that is, but honestly, I'm assuming the pet is a dog, and if not a cat, anything else, I'd probably go with a kid first. But I'm thinking dogs and cats at this point, and so okay. I think I, I yeah, think I would go with the pets. I wasn't thinking of like turtles. Oh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would go kids. I think. Okay, why kids? Just because, I don't know, I feel like I don't take things personally when pets don't like me. Um, And also, like, I don't expect cats to like me because they're just very, like, I don't expect them to hate me, but, like, I don't expect them to like me either. Whereas kids, mm -hmm. I don't know, I have a hard time knowing what to say to kids and stuff, and it would be nice to be able to, like, connect with them. But I also know, like, when it comes to connecting with kids, it's really more about, like, being genuinely interested in like them yeah I don't know I think that's just I maybe it's less that like maybe it's less about being loved by them and more about like connecting with them I don't know that makes sense because for me I'm pretty good with kids I'm so awkward around adults and people who aren't like five and talking about like their favorite color being purple and then all of a sudden changing the topic in like two seconds about how they really like what they had for lunch that day. Um, uh-huh. Like I, interviews are horrible and I can't, they're all awkward. Socializing with people who are like my age is the most awkward thing possible unless they like aren't awkward and I'm not awkward. But like with kids I can do, like if I'm talking to them, I don't need to talk that much. I just need to like sprinkle in a little bit of like a, I don't know, like, what did you, like, what did you have for lunch today? And they will answer the question and then carry on the conversation by switching the conversation topic completely. And I don't need to do that much talking. I can just watch them interact. And it's like, okay, I could do that. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I used to volunteer every summer at a, like, Chinese summer camp. Yeah. 
and I had like the hardest time when I was put in like the kindergarten class. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like for me, I don't know how I would ever start the conversation with kids. Oh, because yeah. I'd be so focused on like helping out with the class or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, I have a friend who tells me that I'm pretty good with adults, which kind of surprised me because, like, I, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it actively, but then I was thinking, I was like, oh, I guess I do like like talking to, like, older people, mm. but I don't know. <laughs> I think it just depends on the person. I don't know. Yeah. I think young kids are just, like, like, as, as kids get older, like, by the time you reach, like, third, fourth grade, mm-hmm. like, I can talk to you, I can hold a conversation with you, but if you're younger than that... Yeah. But there is this, okay, I was looking at this Instagram yesterday that just posts quotes of kids, and they are the most, like, wholesome, and, like, it's lovely. Well, I can, like, pull it up and read some real quick. Live from snack time. When I grow up, I want to be a banana tree with legs and marry a boy in a hot dog suit. I like to kiss. Kate, three years old. Wait, that's such a mood, though. Yeah. It's so funny, but that's, like, really a mood. I feel that. Please, shh. I need to focus on my pasta, Evelyn, three <laughs> years old. Why is that me attempting to make pasta in our apartment? Oh, my God. Shh, I need to focus on my pasta. <laughs> if you're panicking and feel like you're dying, take deep breaths. If you're actually dying, it won't work anonymous 10 years old (laughs) yeah anyway I was just like spending a lot of time reading through this and I was like oh kids we love kids they have such a different outlook on life they have so much energy and I like yeah same same honestly okay my turn okay your turn Ooh. okay would you rather lose your ability to hear sound or lose your ability to taste food Why did you choose all the, you chose all those ones that are like see when I was looking at questions I was thinking like what would you rather like oh. gain or like you know what new ability I would said you gain? The, my like, last question was learn how to kayak oh yeah or learn right. how to snowboard you're right you're right no I'm just it's just this one question actually my next question is pretty pretty like oh <laughs> but <laughs> but before that um do I care more about food or music? That's the, the question. real question. <laughs> well, see, if I lose my hearing, can I still like feel vibrations? Because like you know, you yeah, can, like, like you don't have the yeah, you know, you can like enjoy music yeah, through the like, vibrations. Yeah, like you don't lose your ability to. I think to I would go with feel things like you to touch. I guess. Yeah, I think I would go with um, losing my hearing, which is yeah. so sad. <laughs> but, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Food, I feel like it's just, you eat every day. Well, okay. You listen every day, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't listen every day. But I feel like food is just, like, good. <laughs> Sorry, I have no more You're words. Good. You're good. I was, like, I was thinking, like, a human necessity, but, like, I I don't know if that's all there is to it. Okay, whatever. I don't okay, okay. Too about this. <laughs> this hurts my brain. What about you? Um, I think I'd go sound too. Um, obviously, the ideal is that I wouldn't mm-hmm. lose any of these abilities, but if I had to lose one of them yeah. in this scenario, I'd probably go with the hearing because the experience yeah. of food and the taste of it is like literally beyond as someone like you know like I'm such a foodie and I love going out into like trying new foods and like new places and so it's like but then at the same time if I lost my ability to hear that means I wouldn't be able to like listen to music and I wouldn't be able to like be able to like explore the world in a very different way you know like in conversation with people or music or um yeah oh yeah oh yeah you'd have have a hard time talking talking to people. people and so that's Oh my god, I yeah. didn't think about that for some reason. So, I mean, that's something that I'd be giving up over, like, taste of food. But then, yeah, it's a, it's very complicated. I, when I was looking at this, I really didn't honestly know how to answer too. Because uh, then you'd either be sacrificing, like, your food palate. Wait, but that really changes things. Because, like, for me, conversations are so yeah. important. Yeah, because then, 
That's why I was like having a hard time know. with this one when I saw it. Yeah. Because I would love to continue to still like be able to talk to people and still be able to hold conversations and listen to music and like let that like move you in a way, whether that's conversation or music, right? And that's not, obviously not just mm-hmm. the two. It's just the only two things that are coming up in my head. But um I think I've changed okay. my answer. <laughs> because I think you can still you can still eat and like I don't know. It's not as fun, obviously. You yeah. can't taste it, but... I, yeah. I think I'm changing my answer, I don't too. I just, like... Lie. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just can't imagine not being able to talk to people. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, we're gonna move on. Okay, next one to add to the depressing okay. theme. Would you rather have no one show up to your wedding or to your funeral? Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> What the heck? Okay, um, I think I'd rather have no one show up to my wedding. Yeah, I think I'd have no one show up at my wedding and have people show up at my funeral. Okay. Because if, for me, I'm thinking of like marriage as a like, yes, a big milestone in life, but a funeral is like the end of a life. And so I'd much rather have not that I would know this if I were dead, but I would much rather have people like, like all these people from like all different like walks of life to like come and like, I don't know. Celebrate your life. Celebrate my life. Yeah, exactly. Like I think okay, that'd I be, that. I think that for me would be more meaningful than like a public declaration of me committing to somebody for the rest of my life. Because then mm-hmm. what if I die? And then nobody comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because in a way, I'd be able to see everybody that I, like, bumped into or, like, you know, spent a lot of time with at, like, my funeral. Again, given that I would have the ability to know this, but, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah. I can't imagine at this point in my life what my wedding would be like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, same. So strange, like, yeah. I don't know. I think I would go the same. This one would be hard because, like, I feel like it would make me really sad if, like, I, you know, like, invited people to my wedding and nobody showed up. Yeah. I feel like, I guess that would upset me, but then it it would also, like, be, like, what is the point if you go through your whole life and you never, like, impact someone enough that they would, like, show up to your funeral? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So. That makes sense. So I guess then it turns into a question of, like, would you rather have people show up for you, like, in the middle of your life when you're getting married or at the end of your life? And I guess I would go to the end because at least if nobody shows up to my wedding, I still have my spouse. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would go funeral. Okay. I think my question also is, like, on a dark end, but, like, not that, not death dark. Okay. Um, (laughs) Would you rather always be able to know when someone is lying to you or never know? Mm, like, never know as in, like... You would never know, it, like, if somebody were like, lying Like, it's not just, like, it's not just, like, currently, which is, like, sometimes you have, like, you can tell. Yeah. But, like, you don't know for sure. But, you, like, actually just, like, you straight up would never know. You straight up would never know. Versus always knowing? Always being able to know. I think I would prefer always being able to know. Because, like, even if somebody's lying to you, it's not necessarily, like... For one thing, people might not necessarily know that they're lying to themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's not necessarily, like, mm-hmm. ill-intentioned. But then also, like, lying is not always ill-intentioned, period. Mm-hmm. Which gets complicated, because it is ill-intentioned, <laughs> like, a good portion yeah. of the time. But, yeah. No, because I think it would open up opportunities to ask, like, why? Why are they lying? Mm. And that's often more interesting than the fact that they lied to you at all. Oh, that's interesting. Because for me, when I was looking at this question, I was thinking, man, if I always was able to know when somebody's lying, surprises would never exist in my world. Oh, I hadn't thought about Yeah, like surprise parties or like, oh, let's say like someone's gonna like, I don't know, propose to me or, oh, I don't know. um, Someone is, you know, we're like throwing a surprise party party for someone I guess but would anyone lie to you about proposing no 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 as in like like, leading up to it like oh hey do you want to go to like this because oh I've got something yeah but they're not lying to you they are because they are hiding something 
Well, it depends on exactly. how they're doing it. I guess, yeah, okay, do lies by omission count? I don't know. I didn't think that far into it when I found this question. <laughs> I just thought yeah. it was really interesting. But, like, it, that, that's also, like, but then I guess, do you count that as a lie? Because, like, if you omit something, I don't know, part of it could just be, like, forgetting to mention something. <laughs> So it's not really a lie, yeah, I guess. But if you know, lie is like definitely. But then the idea is, you know that somebody is going to propose to you theoretically. So that person would tell yeah. you, "Hey, like, do you want to go to the store with me? I've got to pick up some things, just to distract yeah. you while they're doing yeah, something yeah. else." But if you knew that they were lying, then mm-hmm. like, See, does your significant other know that you know when everyone is lying? Because <laughs> then they would just never lie to you. <laughs> I don't know. This this question doesn't go further than just what the question is asking. Did your significant other invite people to the wedding? Shoot. Or are they lying? Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Territories. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Okay. Okay, this last question, I actually feel like I know what you would say. Okay. But, um, would you rather be fluent in all languages or be able to play any musical instrument? The first one. Yeah, I figure you would say yeah. that. Um, I think I would go the first one, too. Yeah, because that's cool. Being able to communicate yeah. different languages, because it's cool. That'd be so easy for my Linguistics 100 class. Oh, my gosh. I struggled yeah. in that class. But um, but in all seriousness, I think that'd be super cool. And just being able to, like, travel anywhere. Um, or not even, like, travel, like, country-wise, but, like, even in, like, within the country in general like just being able to communicate in different languages and with different people like that'd be super cool to do that Uh uh-huh yeah I think it would be cool culturally and be able to like like it would let you be able to appreciate art from other cultures a lot easier and Mm -hmm. like I think I think the biggest gain from having all these languages is like being able to understand different cultural contexts because I don't know if you, like, read the same reading that we did in, in linguistics, but um, we had to do this reading that was talking about how oftentimes, like, people are like, oh, there's no translation for this, like, word that's in this other language. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, you can translate words pretty well. You can just explain them in a couple of words, even if there's not a single word translation. But the information that doesn't necessarily get carried across is, like, the cultural context. Right, right. So I think that would be cool because you understand people better. And we sure love people. Aha! If you missed that, we love people. <laughs> um, my last question is more of a generic would you rather question. Um, very lighthearted, but very generic. Um, uh-huh. Would you rather spend a day at the beach or spend a day in the forest? Ooh. A day like 24 hours? Yeah. Ooh. Because I was like... It's like, ooh, I'd love to, like, go to the forest and be able, like, be somewhere out, like, removed enough from, um, in nature that I could, like, look at the stars at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. But, like, you could do that, I don't know, it depends on where you are at the beach, but I feel like you could do that at the beach, too, and you could have, like, a bonfire and, like, yeah. do some, well, you could do that at the forest, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you get the sound of crashing waves onto the shore i think i still lean the forest i don't know why i think like because i just think like green and it's like very comforting Mm. forest green forest green and also like the smells yeah all the smells but also the smell at the beach too yeah the beach it's just different it's just very different Mm -hmm. um i think the beach can be very well i don't know the beach can also like stink because like ocean water I don't know sometimes I go to the beach and I'm just like uh it smells like sewage yeah but then the forest (laughs) also I don't know dirt so like if it's moist then there's mud I don't know I I, I would prefer the forest (laughs) (laughs) cool cool the more you know yeah I think that's the end of our would you rather Yay! Okay, our next segment is called Can We Test If Noreen Is Actually Shazam? Because for context, whenever Noreen hears like 0.2 seconds of the beginning of a song, sometimes she can just immediately guess what the song is. And then she will always be like, 
See, I am actually Shazam. I am Shazam. Whoa. <laughs> but we're going to put this to the test today. Oh gosh, I'm scared. What if I fail at this? This isn't this is good. This isn't going to be good for me if I like don't pass this. <laughs> well, this is what I prepared for you though. Like I'm I took all these songs that are like really popular songs. So you should know all of them and not only know all of them, but you should know them pretty well. Oh shoot. Okay. But okay, but what I'm going to do is not sing just like the song because I think that'd make it too easy because it's like these are popular songs. Okay. But what I'm going to do is like first of all, I don't have these songs like memorized, but I'm going to try to sing the background notes and see if you can tell okay. what the song is based off the background notes. And I have to play them, so hopefully you don't hear it through my headphones, but... Okay. Here we go. We should... I'm going to start really easy, so... Okay. Okay. Dun, oh dun, 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 Oh, this is Shawn Mendes. Yeah. This is, um, Treat You Better. <laughs> yeah, Shawn Mendes. But obviously, okay, well, you love Shawn Mendes, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like. 100%. So I would be surprised if you didn't get that. Yeah, I'd but... be surprised too. But that's such an iconic beginning, yes. though. Exactly. Oh, Sean. Okay. Shawn's cool. We're going to move harder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, actually, this isn't much harder, but hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, hold on. I'm so bad at singing this. Let me try again. Um, that was a little bit of a struggle for you. Um, it's so strange because when I'm hearing it, I'm like, oh, this is so obvious, but like. But also, I have no idea what I sound like, and I'm sure I am not, like, doing the song justice. Oh, yes, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. It's Michael Bublé. <laughs> yes. It's the, uh, um, I know we can be so da 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 Yes. And then nothing that, yeah, that one, that one. Okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> you don't know what it's called? Oh, I just ha uh, the haven't met you yet. Yes. Right? They just haven't met you yet. God, this is really testing my no-matching abilities. <laughs> oh, for context, Noreen and I are both in the university chorus at UC Berkeley. I mean, was before. But both of us are. This is like, this was our first semester. I know. Yeah, it got, it got canceled because of the coronavirus. But both of us, like, struggle in it together because, like, it's, I don't know, it's definitely out of my comfort zone. Oh, yeah, no, I auditioned as a moral support audition and then found myself in it and then was just thrown into the world of Beethoven and Shakespearean sonnets sung chorally. <laughs> and um, it was weird at first and then everything got canceled and then it was just very bittersweet and so it was just like ah yes we did very much struggle in it bittersweet i think it was just sad there's no sweetness to it yeah. it's just sad well, I mean, like relishing in the the times we still had yeah yeah, yeah i do miss it that's what i meant mm -hmm. yeah yeah both of us are both like looking at our scores and we're just like this can't stop us because I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that whole me. Like, this can't stop us. Okay. Okay. Dun, 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 That's probably a little hard. Can you play the audio, like, the beginning parts of that audio? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you would get it immediately. Is that, um, Sia? No. Shoot. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I thought, I thought you would have known the song because I played a lot. Because but... I was, because then when I was thinking was the, you know, that song, the, baby, I don't need dogs to have fun tonight. I love cheeks. Oh, I don't listen to Sia. Oh. 
Okay, I thought that was that song because the beginning sounded very familiar. Because, okay. Can you give me I a hint? Okay, I'll play more. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you want a hint? Love. Oh. I know love songs, but like, what the heck is this song? Drugs on the Internet? No. Shoot. No, it's not that song. Wait, 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 wait. For some reason, I thought. Wait. The I like me better when I'm with you, but that's not it. No. It's not it. No. What is it? Oh my gosh. Um fuck. I'm lonely. Oh I'm lonely. Okay, well when okay, I will say that before the hint, I would have gotten who it was when the voice came in. Because it's definitely loud. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out what the song was. Sad. I have no longer she's Okay, that one was a hard one. Um I don't know if you'll get this next one, because I think you can, you could get it if I gave you more clues, but with just the background notes, I don't know if it'll be so easy for you, but we'll try it. Sounds classy. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sing some of the lyrics. Okay. Hold on, I don't know what the lyrics are, so I have to play <laughs> Driving down the interstate. Oh, 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 okay, okay, wait. Um, this is Jeremy Zucker. Yes. Yes. Um, wait, it's Jeremy Zucker? Um, oh, no, 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 no. What's it called? Oh, no, um, that new song. It's called Always I'll Care. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Got it. See, got that's it. pretty impressive. Okay. I got gave it. Maybe like the first three words. <laughs> Four words. Okay. And I, okay, one last song. Okay. I think you know this song. I hope you know this song. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I'm so (laughs) off-key. It's so hard to hear the background notes. And I don't have these memorized. Wait, so are there lyrics to the song? Yeah, but the name of the song is within the first four words. Okay, can you sing? I'll give you the melody. Or or you can sing part of the song that doesn't have the title. I'll just give you the melody. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, it's the, 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 um, the, the, I'm a new song. I yeah, exactly. Um, I don't remember who it's by, but it's called New Song, right? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce this artist's name. Yale Nine? It's like very bouncy. But yeah, New Soul. Yay! You did it! How many did you get? I got like four, I think. Yeah, good job. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Yay, I did it. I almost did it. I almost did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our main segment for today, which is that we've written down five questions for each other as like a get to know you, and we have not told each other what these questions are. So, (laughs) 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 so yeah, either, I guess this could be something to be nervous about, but not really. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, why don't you go first this time? Okay. So let's just start very light. Um, if you had a reality TV show about your life, what would your theme song be and why? I've never thought about having a reality show about my life. (laughs) Oh, although I guess my life can be pretty dramatic sometimes, so <laughs> it would be quite the, quite the show. Yeah, no, actually, I've tried to vlog before, and it has been pretty boring, <laughs> so maybe no. it would be boring. I don't know. What would my theme song be? I don't know, because if you had asked me what kind of, like, what I would choose to be my theme song for, like, just in general, like, hey, Alice, what's your theme song? Like, I think that would give a very different answer than this, like, what is your theme song for a reality show? What is your general theme song, may I ask? Um, 
I don't know if I have a single theme song, but I would definitely choose something that is like, I have a playlist that is on, or it used to be on my Tumblr. Now it's just on my YouTube, just like a random playlist, but they're all very like relaxing songs. I would say that's what I tend to listen to in general. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I really like Coffee Shop by BAP. Mm. That's kind of like my vibe. <laughs> but that's not like a reality show. Like, I feel like, like if you're going to do a reality, a reality show, show, it needs to be like Lizzo or something. <laughs> Lizzo. Yeah. So would your theme song be, like, if your life were a reality TV show, your theme song would be something from Lizzo? I don't know. I don't really listen to Lizzo <laughs> except for like <laughs> two of her songs. So. Actually, let me look at what my Spotify... Oh, okay, actually, so there's a song called Rewind by mm. Louis Vuitton. I don't think I've heard of that song. It is not, like, a super popular song. It just auto-played when I was listening to something on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But it feels like... I don't know what the, the words would be. Like, it would be, like, cheerful, but, like... Like, it's, like, cheerful, but, like, in a nostalgic way, but not in a sad way. Like, I don't know. Mm. Okay, my first question... What is a place you have a very vivid memory of and why? And then, like, describe it. A place that I have a very vivid memory of? Like, a physical location. Like, just as an example, like, the place I would choose is, like, my 8th grade engineering classroom. Which doesn't exist anymore because my 8th grade engineering teacher isn't teaching there anymore. But, like, I I very vividly remember everything that was in that room. I think a place that I remember very vividly is, would be my aunt's old house um, before she moved to her current house. Um, It was like a one-story house, like located in like a cul-de-sac. And I remember going in and it was like double glass, not glass, but like it was two, the entrance had like two blue doors with like a glass crystal-like thing on like the two fronts of the panes and when you open the door you'd be like I guess greeted with like black and white tiles on the floor but like big tiles it looked like a checker like a big giant checkerboard across the house um on the right you'd have like a little like room and then like on the on the left you'd have like a little bit of like a room with like bookshelves it was like a bunch of like books and CDs and albums and like a massage chair. I remember this. And then on the right, you have this like little play area, kind of like a part two of the living room where there's also like small couches and there was like a carpet area. And I remember like that would be where like the Christmas tree would go up. And then you walk in and then there's like this kitchen, um, then the dining table in front and then like the main living area space um, where like the couch was and the TV was. And then I remember the backyard. It was like not a small backyard it's pretty big but like not big enough to be like you could fit a pool but it was big enough where you could have like um like this garden area and I just remember like vividly playing around in the house and like I was actually really sad when they moved from that house because like we obviously like as a kid like for me like we made a lot of memories there and like I still have like um old photo albums of myself and my sister like in that house and so is really sad when they moved out of that house. Hmm. Next question. Um, so I guess this is, uh, I need a little bit of a, co- like to explain a little bit of context for this question. So sometimes, when, so Alice and I are housemates and we live in the same apartment. We have been for the past two years um, in Berkeley. And the question pertains to the title I sometimes give to Alice whenever she's cooking sometimes where it's very much Master Chef Alice, haha, um, because she tends to cook a lot in the apartment and some of the things she makes, or I was arguably all of the things she makes is like super, super good. Um, but Alice, out of all the things you have cooked and conjured up in our apartment kitchen, what dish do you think was the best dish you've made? Hmm. It's funny that you say that because you're like arguably everything that she makes, but then I like eat it and I'm just like, oh. This is not so good, <laughs> but I think the best, the best, um, it's probably our mac and cheese. The breaded mac and cheese. Yeah, we made, like, fancy mac and cheese once with, like, three kinds of cheese, 
and like pancetta. a bechamel sauce and we yeah with pancetta and then we topped it with breadcrumbs it is like um the recipe from laura vitelli's kitchen or laura in the kitchen and it's good it was, especially it with like the really breaded good. topping oh it yeah it's like hard to, like those are like it, it's really hard to go wrong with that recipe because like you can just it is like a go-to but it's also very rich so not too often yeah but i would say also i really enjoyed making spring rolls with you oh that pork is really good you yeah. know you know um okay well, i think they're technically summer rolls huh they're called summer rolls because spring rolls are like the crunchy ones i don't know i think okay, they're um, yeah yeah it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine next question yeah what is something about yourself that would surprise your high school self like i guess in a way it's asking like yeah. what have what in what ways have you changed that like would surprise like your younger self i think a lot of things I think I would say now I would I would say right now that I'm just really fine and content with not being in a relationship or at least being in a romantic one and I think in a way that would surprise my high school self because my high school self not that that any part of that has gone away but in high school I really wanted to be or aspired almost to be in a like romantic relationship Mind you, because I love reading literature and I love reading romantic fictions and I love seeing the dynamics of a, um, like between the dynamic between two people and how like the idea that every love story is the same, but completely different individually. Um, Like you have a collection of love stories, you know, you know, whatever, but each individual love story and this applies to just life too. Um, and the people that I've interacted with, each love story is completely different with completely different dynamics and how, while this ending is the same, of, oh, like the two got together, the way that they do that is very different. And I was always very invested in that and like always wanted to have that in a way because it just seemed like, especially in college too, like everyone around me, I just, for some reason felt like was in a relationship or was like looking to be in one. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I felt like I was in a way missing out almost. Um, but now being in the state that I'm at and being in like the part of my life that like I'm currently at and being content without being in a relationship, I think would really surprise my high school self. Um, because your girl's got her heart broken a couple times, <laughs> 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 to say the least. Um, well, go and I think you now. Yeah, go me now, I, I would say. Um, so yeah, that, that would be something I think that would surprise my high school self a lot. Um, is the idea of just being content without being in a really romantic relationship right now. Yeah. Um, do you want to answer this question too? Oh, do I want to answer this question? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I think the thing that would surprise me the most is honestly that I don't read the news. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I read, like, news from time to time if something's big is happening Mm -hmm. but I really thought after high school that I would be somebody who would keep up with reading the news on a daily basis knowing what's Mm -hmm. going on with like foreign countries being super invested in elections I thought I would be somebody who's super invested in knowing everything that's going on with like political campaigns and like Mm -hmm. what presidential candidates are saying to each other but yeah that has really (laughs) changed the stuff that I'm interested in has really changed since high school um yeah and I think a big part of it is that I realized that it can be super exhausting to keep up with that stuff all the time if you don't feel like you are getting something out of it because I think if you are getting something out of it and you feel like your knowledge is contributing in a way where you feel like it's not just making you angry but it's actually propelling you to do something and Mm. make change in the world then I think that's super important and I think I just have learned that it's like cool to keep up with things but if it's draining me and I don't feel like I know how to use that like whatever um negative energy I'm getting from reading the news to like better the world then it's not necessarily a good use of my time when I feel like what actually does inspire me is surrounding myself with people who do like really cool things and 
um, being in a community where like I'm inspired by people who do contribute mm. to like the world in a positive way. Yeah. So growing up, what was your dream job? And I have a follow-up question after you answer this. Okay. Depends on what stage in my life. When I was like seven, I wanted to be Hannah Montana. Yeah. I support that. When I was, I want to say like third grade mm-hmm. to like, I actually don't know how long this last, um, I mean, third, fourth grade. Third, fourth grade, I wanted to be a teacher and like an elementary school teacher. Every grade level, that I was at, I was like, oh, I want to teach this grade level. So when I was in third grade, I was like, I want to teach third teach grade. Third grade. <laughs> kind of a thing. But yeah. every year I w- it would keep going up and it'd be like, oh, you know what? Fourth graders are cooler. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but when I was in fifth grade, actually, I wanted to be a manga artist because that's when wow. I got really, well, I was, I started um, watching anime when I was in third grade and getting into art. And yeah. by the time I was in fifth grade, I was like very, intent on becoming an artist Mm. I don't want to like do that as a career anymore but I still like do love like visual art and I Mm. did like do visual art for a long time Mm. so and then and then things like flip-flopped a lot like throughout middle school I knew I wanted to do something in science throughout high school I wanted to do stuff in like biology and then like political science Mm and government and then I wanted to do like education policy because I like knew that I wanted to like teach yeah so Mm -hmm. it depends on where what stage of my life so I'm guessing that like the main thing that I'm getting is dream job you could safely say was being a teacher yeah for a long time yes that was that's probably the the thing that I've wanted to do longest and it's still Mm -hmm. something that I want to do in the future yeah, so I guess you kind of tapped into the second part of my question is, because um, the second part is, is any part of that still true? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah would love to, like, teach something artistic at um, a university level, and then perhaps, like, mm-hmm. after doing that for a while, go, to, like, transition into just becoming, like, a school, like, a public school teacher. Because I think it's just, like, like, those mm-hmm. are definitely different experiences because like I think like teaching something at a university level is a lot more about like the content focus mm-hmm. although it does like both of them have elements where you're working with people and that's super important but I think with like people who are younger like mm-hmm. there's an especially important component which is like really just caring about your students right I have been really like lucky to have been impacted by a lot of teachers in my life and have really, like, gotten the sense that, like, they cared about me, and that's really, like, mattered to me. So I feel like that's such an important part of being a teacher. And especially with all the coronavirus stuff happening now, people are, like, like, parents are all, like, what am I gonna do? Like, my if my kids are home, they can't, like, interact with people. Um, How are they going to, like, continue schooling and stuff? And being surrounded by a lot of people who work in tech and think that education can be like specifically like teachers can be replaced by like virtual Mm. stuff so like I don't know like online lectures they're just like it's not the same as having like a personal connection with like a teacher yeah I'd agree with that a lot um I mean especially when educators right now are I mean I saw this post on Facebook where um it was like well teachers are really at the front lines of this in terms of like on the education side because they have been literally asked in like a day or two or less to convert everything that they've had in their lesson plans that they've you know been working on for like you know a year prior to like the school year starting and converting all of that into like online teaching and hoping that this would work out uh, and still being able to provide education for people despite like this entire global pandemic is something extremely admirable, honestly. To be able to do that in like two days time is crazy. Um, and yeah. yeah, yeah, I just saw that. And I was like, yeah, oh, and especially if you're yeah. teaching a subject that honestly doesn't make sense not to teach in person. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like exactly. it's different teaching the sciences, which 
like I could see digital content being super useful for that, especially like because Crash Course mm-hmm. and in like math, you can definitely like Khan Academy is such a great resource. Mm-hmm. But it's like different if you're right. teaching like the performing arts, which is like like what I want to do. So mm-hmm. there's like that. And then you there's need also to just, be in person. Like yeah, exactly. And also just like it's interesting to reflect on what kind of work can be made virtual and what kind of work can't. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, my parents um, do most of their work, like, on the computer anyway. And so mm-hmm. the transition to, like, working at home has not been, like, a huge... Too difficult, yeah. Yeah, it's honestly been not that different for them. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, like... I, I think there's an argument to be made there that, like, the work that you have to do in person is arguably, like, the most important type of work. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it well, depends on what standards you're using, I guess. So it's, right, of it's course, like of such course, a big like thing to say, like, but I think there's an argument to be made. Mm-hmm. Well, at least like coming from like the literature side, um, like arguably you could do it online. Um, but like you were saying, there's a difference between like doing things online and having like a personal connection with people um, in doing that, especially with like your theater classes and performing arts classes to like you chorus, right? Like we haven't literally gotten anything back from that because how are you supposed to do university chorus when there's like what, 60, 70, 80 people? And no concerts. And no concerts, which we've been working this entire semester, like leading up to that. Right. Um, Which is really difficult to say. Um, But yeah, you're right. I think there is an argument to be made about that. Um, I just saying I agree given that like what my schedule looks like. This is a lighter question. Um, If money weren't an issue, and assuming we are in a post-global pandemic world, where is the first place you would want to travel to and why? Okay, if money isn't an issue, New York. I've already, like, been there once, only for a few days, but, like, Mm -hmm. it has such energy. Mm. That's just, like, the first place, just because I feel like I would love to explore that more. Um, A few semesters ago, I took a class that was about the history of Broadway, both Broadway, the physical place, and Broadway, like, theater. Yeah. And I would just love to go back and, like, see the places that were, like, that I was reading about, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that'd be so cool. But New York is very expensive. (laughs) Yeah, that is very expensive. So that's why I would think, like, okay, cost doesn't matter. But then, like, I think another place I would totally love to visit is because I really like historical sites is Washington DC and I haven't been there. You haven't been to DC? No. DC's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's very historical. I feel like you'd really enjoy it. My next question. Mm-hmm. What question would you most like to know the answer to? This can go very funny or very deep very quick. <laughs> yeah. Um Shoot, this is a hard question. Because I can't think of a question. <laughs> um, there's so many. That's why I'm just like, uh, I think in a way, I actually was thinking about this, but it kind of ties into the what we were talking about like literally 30 seconds ago. Um, will there ever be a time where human contact will slowly or just completely cease to exist and society would still function on its own and still be fine? I can tell you the answer to that is no. (laughs) (laughs) Just from, like, like, a social psychology perspective. Yeah. Yeah, but as in, like, it'd be, I would just be very curious as to see what the heck it would look like if, like, human contact would just cease to exist and we'd solely just be, like, relying on technology in a way. Um, And what that would look like and how, yeah, I would just want to see what that would look like and if that would be the case. Like, what the heck, that'd be really weird. I don't know. Interesting sci-fi world. <laughs> yeah, very interesting sci-fi. I took a sci-fi class, uh, a literature sci-fi class, uh, and so all these kinds of questions, like in societies and worlds and Ooh. weird things, just come. Here, everyone is robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Or you oh, go yeah. crazy I because would be of curious. one. Yeah. I would be curious. I don't, I don't think that um, that human contact will ever like cease to exist. But I would be curious mm. to see um, the extent to which, which um, technology changes the way that we have 
I mean, I guess we've already seen, like, the ways that it has, like, changed things with, like, texting and, like, phone calls or whatever, but yeah, I would, right. it's just interesting because, like, now we think of it as a way of, like, like, we think of technology as, like, oh, it's what's keeping people from human contact, which is, like, interesting mm-hmm. because if you think about it, it began as, like, the complete opposite of, like, how do we bring more people together is, like, through long distances. Right. You have your phone, you can, like, reach people at any time of the day, but, like, what is the impact of, like, settling for that as opposed to, like... Like, through social media as well, I'd add Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's definitely an important question because I personally know that I'm, like, super impacted by that. (laughs) Just on a personal Mm -hmm. level, I, like, notice myself when I spend time trying to communicate via, like, virtual means as opposed to, like, being with people in person. I think that's, like, I think that's also a big part of why I'm so, like, yes, theater is because I think, like, being with people in person is so important. Sharing and Mm -hmm. having human connection. Yeah. Also, why I study psychology. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. <laughs> we just love people. Wow. People. The theme of today. Noreen of and today. I love people. But also, but also we hate I am people. an introvert. But we also hate people. Yeah. So sometimes so if okay. I'm at like a party for a good 10 seconds, I'd want to leave. Yeah. Who is someone famous who changed your life? Someone famous who's changed my life. Yes. Sean Mendes. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Of course. I mean, okay, let me let me let me just give some background. So um I have been a huge fan of Sean Mendes. Um not like in the most recent time at some people. <laughs> but um I have been a huge fan of him since um like YouTube almost, like when he did the um the you know that song uh, by Big Small World, Small Big World, Christina Aguilera, the, the feeling so small. Maybe I should know that song, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, I, he did a cover of that on YouTube and then shortly later released uh, Life of the Party. And that's, like, that, like, interim, just that, like, time, that period of chunk of time, like, that was when I started becoming a really big fan of Shawn Mendes, um, because his voice is just, like, phenomenally beautiful, um, and as someone who was really shy at the time, um, and just was not, I was just super anxious and super nervous, like, just to be around people, um, but also finding, like, my ability to be able to sing as well, like, that's a very out there kind of action to be doing I guess as someone who was very like nervous around people um I really liked and admired just first of all his vocal ability and and how it has grown oh my gosh how it has grown but um I really admired just um how much he really loves and respects his fans I really love the way that he just writes and his lyrics beautiful um and I fell in love with his music ability first because this was pre this was like before he went through puberty so he was he had this high like range it was fun wonderful time but then like he glowed up and uh those are some brownie points like the physical attractiveness (laughs) Woo. okay like whoa Um, those are brownie points but really I like admire his vocal ability and I Got to see him in concert. He was my first concert I ever got to see. Like, my first concert ever was a Shawn Mendes concert. And I think, if anything, that was, like, the best, like, night of my life because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually seeing somebody that I, like, have admired for so long and respect so much, um, especially how he's just navigated the music industry um, and also has inspired me to just continue to be able to sing a lot more um and be confident in that um because he's always inspiring his fans to like do what you love and like you know all that stuff and so um in short sean mendez i love sean mendez i think that's cool though um that he like inspires you to be more comfortable singing because that is definitely like it's hard (laughs) yeah yeah there's something about singing that is so like 
personal in a way that makes it that I've noticed makes it different from acting Mm. and I feel like it is so like different in a way that it makes it easier for people to judge singing and singing ability and it also is just like way more nerve-wracking yeah no for sure for sure um but that's what I think that's also what makes it super admirable is how like vulnerable it is yeah I agree vulnerability we love that (laughs) yep my last question is when was the last time you happy cried as in you cried because you were so happy about something I was staring at like the sky and all the stars and stuff and thinking about how it was like I was staring at the universe like you know like how it's like super intimate when you like look at someone in the eye like eye contact I was like mm-hmm. thinking like I'm making eye contact with the universe whoa and like given how crazy everything's been recently with like the whole like coronavirus and things shifting and mm-hmm. people are afraid yeah and me just really missing people in my life and then like looking at the sky and there's so many stars that night and it was a clear night and I just felt like so like small Mm. but like a part of the world and so that was the last I don't know if I would call that happy but it was very like it was like a very complicated but like I felt a lot more peaceful after so it was very it was very cathartic yeah which I think like any sort of crying ideally is Wow. Yeah. Okay, my last question. Okay. What is the most well-meaning but bad advice you've ever received? Well-meaning but bad advice I've received. This is pertaining to, I remember this, uh, I was telling somebody about, like, past crushes, to say the least, Um, and just how, I guess the complication between that and me being an empath and feeling it a little too hard, feeling everything a little too hard, which is uh, (laughs) another thing. Uh, And somebody told me, oh, like, it's going to be okay. Um, Like, someone's going to come around eventually. You just need to, like, wait for the right person. And I think in that context, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm also like, I think it was bad advice at the time too, because it just perpetuated another cycle of like, okay, but then when, right? And then just me going into the spiral of, do I really need to just be waiting around? For, like, at the end of the day, I was just like, do I really need to be just waiting around for someone if I can just take care of myself first? Uh-huh. Um, so it wasn't like bad advice, but it was bad in the sense of like getting me into a spiral of just completely overthinking, like, and going into a potential existential crisis about like not only do I don't know what I want to do in the future I just don't even have anybody and I'm just like uh uh, (laughs) so it was bad in that sense I don't I wouldn't say that that was like bad bad advice but it was bad enough that I went into a spiral of (laughs) I don't know what I want to do in the future I don't even have like a relationship that I'm in like I just like literally don't know what I'm doing and it I'm almost graduating and I'm just ah um so I think that's interesting because how do you take <laughs> that as advice like how, how does that change your action yeah like, no, also, it doesn't. I think there's so many ways you can take that the wrong way because like also yeah. just the idea that there is like a person who is like right for you in like I don't know people aren't people don't exist to be in relationships with you yeah that's fair. So, and it's not like any particular person is necessarily like right or wrong for you. Like it, like mm-hmm. as in like you could say that like they are like one thing or the other. Like people are complicated, yeah. and you can like get along with people in certain ways and not in other ways. Right, right. That makes sense. Cool. That was all of our questions. Whoa. So I guess it's time to wrap up. What have we learned today, Nuri? <laughs> We've learned that we love people. <laughs> we love people. We also hate people. We also hate people. Um, we don't like how technology is separating people. 
No, but, but also, but they're, but it's also connecting people at a time yes. like this. Otherwise, we would yeah. not be having a podcast together. Yeah, exactly. Woo! Woo! We learned that Noreen is Shazam like two thirds of the time. Two thirds of the time. Two thirds. And a really big Shawn Mendes fan. So, um, haha. Um, also, we've learned that Alice loves to act and sing and can't choose between one or the other. <laughs> it's true. They're both important yeah. in different ways. Yeah. And they're also connected. I would love to do both, so. Yeah. And also sad, big sad at the university chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to get to know each other more. That's cool. Yeah. Tune in mm-hmm. next time and we'll tackle some other big topics. <laughs> like vulnerability. <laughs> like love, trust, vulnerability, and the meaning of life. Wow. We love that. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this time. Bye.